Welcome to Rio Blanco County News from the Herald Times. We have a couple special podcasts for you this week. Editor Nikki Turner interviews RBC Commissioner candidates Ty Gates and Mona Aby. Listen to both episodes, read the highlights on page 3B of the June 11th edition, or watch the full videos at ht1885.com. Here's our interview with Ty Gates. Welcome, Ty. You are Ty Gates. You are running for county commissioner for Cy Woodruff's seat. And thank you for coming and taking the time to visit with us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So the next board coming in is going to be facing some of possibly some of the biggest economic and budget challenges that we've seen as a county in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Between the energy industry and fossil fuels and and now with the pandemic and the economic fallout from that, if you're elected knowing what you know now about the county's budget, where where would you begin looking to make cuts, to, to shift things, to to make changes to balance the budget and maintain critical services, and what do you define as critical services? Sure, so I think, first of all, um, you would have to look at all the departments on an individual basis and figure out uh, strengths, weaknesses, familiarize yourself with them, understand, really understand what they do. Being a current county employee in my position, I I know a lot of them, but I don't know all of them. Mm It's going to be very tough times. You're absolutely right. And I think that really diving down, understanding what they do, why they do it, and how they do it, and figure out, you know, where we can cut from there. Mm-hmm. That would be the number one um, thing I, I would plan on doing. As far as uh, critical services in the county, I think to some extent every department in the county is critical. They, they serve their own purpose. Mm-hmm. So everything is critical. But... If I really had to define critical, I think obviously our emergency services, public health, I mean, with the current pandemic, mm-hmm. that's been a huge department. And same with uh, human services. Mm-hmm. They have been um, phenomenal in, in dealing with this crisis and making sure our citizens are taken care of. But then you also have to look at the flip side of the coin, dealing with emergency medical services. Road and bridge is very critical. If the road's closed, if a culvert's washed out, or a tree, we've had many trees fall across our roads over the weekend. If the emergency services cannot get to to the people that need it, it's kind of a, an open-ended question. I think I can um, go on and on about it. Really diving down, understanding what each department does, why they do it, and how they do it would help You know, really define where you can and can't cut. Everybody has talked about economic development and diversification and, and ways, to, ways to counter some of the changes that we know are coming. And this was prior to the pandemic, obviously, that's just thrown everything out the window. What ideas do you have for going about doing that? That's a very interesting question. I, and I think we should be really trying to capitalize on that right now with the pandemic. And when... COVID started and the stay-at-home order was in place, and now we're moved into the safer-at-home. I think that we should be out looking at outside people with our broadband project that we have within the county. A lot of people have learned, a lot of companies have learned that people can work from home, and they're very effective, and they're very efficient. 
we really need to focus on bringing those people here. They're, they can keep their current job. Their job might be in California or another state, mm -hmm. but they can live in Meeker and still perform their perform their duties. So that's that's just one aspect of mm -hmm. it. But I think really utilizing what we have at our fingertips and the current environment we're in, I think I think we have a lot of opportunity. As you've gone out and talked to talked to residents, been out and about in the county, what are you hearing from people about their concerns and and what they want from the from the county commissioners? The biggest thing I've heard is is they want their voices to be heard. They don't want somebody to go in there with an agenda. They want somebody to go in with an open mind, which is what I've campaigned on from, from the get-go. I don't have any, any uh, personal agendas going into this. I am going into it with an open mind. But a lot of their concerns are based around the economic impacts of the current pandemic that we're in with the legislation, the Senate bills that are being passed. Just last week, a, a new one was proposed, 217 for law enforcement, mm -hmm. the immunizations for, for our kids going to school. There's so many laws and, and regulation and rules that are trying to be implemented right now in the midst of the pandemic. So I think that that's, that's the number one thing that we should be cognizant of, but I, I do believe that most people's concerns are the economic impact of the county and, and how can the county survive mm -hmm. and and stay viable and feasible and, and take care of our small businesses. I mean, our small businesses are, are an integral part of our community and really unifying uh, both ends of the county. I talked a lot about that as well. It's, it's we all live in the boundaries of Rio Blanco County. We're not Meeker versus Rangeley, East versus West, that stuff, I, that really drives me nuts. We spend a lot of time fighting each other on, on those issues when we can really take that, that time and that energy and come together as a county, as one, and, and fight the bigger fight at the state and federal level. How do you go about making our voice heard at the state level? We, you know, we can't hire a lobbyist. Mm -hmm. um, as a commissioner, you would still have day-to-day -day duties that needed to be taken care of here. How do, how do you balance that out? Um, I think, you know, being part of AGNC and Club 20 and things like that, where you can unify counties, mm -hmm. you're going to have a bigger voice mm -hmm. at the state level. That Your voice is going to be heard versus just one commissioner from Rio Blanco County going to the state and trying to advocate for, for whatever it is. If you can build an alliance, build the relationships, which I have a lot of those relationships in, in place right now, if you have that team and, and that framework behind you, then I think you're going to get a lot, of, lot more bang for your buck, if you will. Mm -hmm. In the last year or so, the county drafted a mission statement that reads in part, to provide services in a fair, respectful, and professional manner consistent with the customs and culture of the citizens of Rio Blanco County. It's a great mission statement. Mm -hmm. There's no definition of customs and culture. And 10 years down the road, that could be defined and interpreted very differently by, by new people who, who come in. How, how do you define that? How do you define our customs and culture? 
Well, I, I think you hit it, hit the nail on the head. I do think that, you know, it, it's constantly evolving and, and changing as the new generation comes up and replaces the older generation. Your customs and cultures are going to change. And as well as with your technology, as things like that change, your environment's changing and you're going to have to adapt to that. If I had to define the customs and cultures of Rio Blanco County right now, mm-hmm. I would say that uh, we're, we're very tight knit, very independent and self-sufficient county. We're heavily reliant on our oil and gas industry. Our our roots and and cultures go back to to our ag industry. Mm -hmm. Agriculture, um, outdoor recreation, that's that's always played a big part. I grew up um, on a ranch here. My dad had an outfitting business here. You know, that's that's huge. And and so that's the stuff that I think we really need to protect right now. Mm -hmm. 10 years from now, that, that might look completely different and things, out of our control, maybe that's what will shift it. Maybe it's the generation, maybe it's technology. I I don't know what it's gonna look like in 10 years, but I do think that being flexible and, and not so stuck in your ways and hard-headed that this is the way we used to do it mm-hmm. or have always done it, we need to get out of that mindset and, and really focus on, on our future. You can't move forward looking backwards. You have to look forward to move forward. So in, in our interview with uh, with Mona, who is also running. Somebody whose door she knocked on asked her where she stood on, on uh, recreational and medical marijuana in the county. And she had a, her own answer, and so I wanted to give you an opportunity to speak to that as well. Uh, I, I think that's an interesting question, and I, I have been asked that, that as well. Me personally, I do not use marijuana. I do not have anything against people that that choose to use marijuana. It is legal in our state. I think the medical purposes behind marijuana are very beneficial uh, to to people. But if it's referring to having a dispensary um, in our county, I I would not be for that um, for a couple reasons. Number one, I, I firmly believe that we've missed the boat on that. When the dispensaries popped up, um, they they popped up rapidly. But number two, we're we're surrounded by dis, by dispensaries right now. So you have them in Dinosaur. You have them, you know, to get to Meeker, you're going to have to drive past the dispensary. The mindset of people in Rio Blanco, and and this is my own preconceived notion, is I don't think you're going to get a lot of business at a uh, dispensary in Rio Blanco County because of the stigma that goes with that and because of how our communities operate. Those people, in my opinion, would not want somebody to see their vehicle in front of that and, and that be associated with them. Whether it's tied to medical marijuana or recreational, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, so I would be opposed to it just because I don't think the benefits would really be there for the county to, to really thrive off of. If someone showed you uh, economic, let's say an economic benefit and had the numbers to back up, hey, this is, this is going to be really good for the county economically, would you make that decision separate from your own personal standpoint? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm open to, to any and all ideas. I'm not so hard-headed in, and think that you know my way is always, always the right way. If I make a decision and, and somebody can prove to me that I was wrong, I'll, I'll be the very first one to stand up and admit that, hey, I'm wrong. I made the decision because A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. So if, if somebody came to, came to me with that, I, I would be all open, you know, open ears and, and definitely entertain the idea. And then I think it would come down to the constituents in Rio Blanco County as to if they would want that or not. 
maybe even taking it to a vote. Absolutely. At some yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. And not not just from the board. Correct. I don't I don't think a decision like that should come from the commissioners alone. I think that, you know, the the county the residents of Roblanco County should have a say in in something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what other did I ask you what questions and concerns you've heard as you've been out? Yes. Okay. Anything else pop up? We've had some conversations about the uh, Wolf Creek Reservoir, mm -hmm. um, you know, other economic drivers that, that could go along with that. I've had some good conversations with Al Vandenbrink regarding the process and, and how that's all worked. And I've expressed some of my ideas with, with him on that. So I think that, you know, there, there's a lot of benefits um, coming from that, but I don't think that there's anything other than that. Mostly really. the economy. Yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Pretty much everybody's concerned about that. So there has been some discussion, and, and I've heard this from multiple multiple sources, that the current board and the previous board had kind of a silent agreement to always present a unified front and to make sure that their you know their votes matched. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? I think having a uh, a discussion. Um, and agree to disagree mm -hmm. is healthy. That's what a commissioner is elected for. That's what any elected official is elected for. I think having conversations, if you know, professional conversations, we want to keep everything professional. But no, I don't believe that uh, one one size fits all. I I think that it's it's okay to uh, to disagree on something or to have a different viewpoint. I think at the end of the day, you have to be able to walk away and still have that working relationship, that healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and on that same note, you know, we, we've talked about sunshine laws, that there's, there's been some discussion about how much interaction goes on behind the scenes, not in the mm -hmm. public view. How do you avoid that? How, and what, what steps could we take as a county so that more of that, how the commissioners get to their vote, get to their decision is done in, in more of a public forum and less behind the scenes. Some of the people I've talked to, um, you know, how past boards, even further back when I was a, a, a little kid, they would have those discussions during the meeting. Right. I think that's beneficial, that's healthy, you know, for the media, for the general public, for everybody to hear and see where that individual, where I stand on it, where another fellow commissioner would stand on something. I think having those conversations there, that's, obviously the platform to to have those conversations and those discussions mm -hmm. and you know uh, sort out the pros and cons i don't think everything needs to be decided ahead of time there are going to be some things that uh, special meetings will have to be called for and where decisions are are going to have to be made you know having more discussion during the meeting it's it's not a race to see how fast we can get through the meeting Granted, those, those benches get hard and, um, mm -hmm. you know, people get tired of sitting in there. But I think, you know, having those tough decisions in the, in the open, in, in the public, will, will definitely um, benefit. I, I firmly agree. Uh, the county government is one of the largest employers in the county. What's your management style as far as creating a, a positive working atmosphere and a, a healthy environment? Where, where people feel like they can, they can disagree, they mm -hmm. can and and maintain professionalism and just a, a good atmosphere for for the employees. So one of my very first posts when I announced, I used the analogy of a big wheel with a bunch of spokes in it, 
and each county employee represents one of those folks, including a county commissioner. For me personally, getting hung up on that title is, is not the right thing. I think a county commissioner is no different than any other county employee. We're all there to perform a job. Micromanaging is not definitely not my style. Either you have faith and trust in your department heads. If you don't, figure out why and make the appropriate corrections. But don't get down into the weeds. Let your department heads, they're the professionals, let them do their job mm -hmm. and, and do what they were hired to do. So as far as a healthy working relationship, I think if you have the, the chain of command in place, uh, and I relate everything to incident command, um, that's just what I live and breathe, but the, the commissioners are unified command. There's three commissioners at the top, mm -hmm. and their job, in my opinion, is to set the objectives. Not get down into the weeds, you let your department heads figure out the tactics, and, and how to perform that. Mm -hmm. and, and you don't, it, my management style is not sitting over somebody's shoulder and, and micromanaging or, or telling them you should do this or do that. They are the professional and that's their job. Mm -hmm. You know, a sign of a good leader, they get down in, into the trenches with, with their people. They help them out and um, they, they help pull their share of the load. Granted, I know commissioners are very busy um, and, and that won't always be possible, but I think you know, if you can build team morale and, and team spirit by, by showing that you're willing to do that and get down and, and help them and that you're not above them, you're not better than them. You know, at the end of the day, we all put our pants on the same way. So mm -hmm. if we can build a good, solid team and um, everybody works together, then, then it's going to be a, a well-oiled machine and we can go places. Mm -hmm. Representation at the state, we talked about that. How much time do you think you would end up spending at the Capitol testifying or, or speaking out? Or would it depend on the, on the topic? I, I think it would depend on the topic and, and what it, how it would impact Roblanco County as a whole. Mm -hmm. But I think, again, if you join forces with AGNC and, and Club 20 where, where your voices can, can really be heard, I've actually, as the emergency manager, got the opportunity to uh, to go to the Capitol and testify on wildland fires. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that was in 2017, and uh, that was a very unique experience. So I've, I got to see the interaction with the Board of Commission County Commissioners, AGNC, and then myself going to, to the Capitol to, um, to go testify on that. And it, it was a great experience. I loved it. But I, I think, it again, it would really depend on what it was mm -hmm. and, and how much time was needed there. But I think if you have that, that bond, that relationship, you know, with AGNC, maybe it's not a real Blanco County commissioner going all the time. Maybe it's, uh, you know, another commissioner from another adjoining county that, that would go handle that. Or, you know, I think it's just going to depend. Yeah, on the, on the topic at mm -hmm. hand. And, and what, who's listening, maybe. Exactly. There's one other thing that I touched on earlier, I, I believe, at uh, forums that we had. But... Uh, one thing I don't think we've really touched on from the economic standpoint is the uh, hospital tourism. Um, we have some excellent doctors on, on both ends of the county. We provide excellent service on, at both hospitals on, on both ends of the county. I think that there's another opportunity there to, to really capitalize on what the hospitals are already building and, and have implemented. People come from all over the world to, to get Dr. Borcher to work on their knees. How, how can we tie that in with, um, you know, physical therapy maybe in Rangeley and, you know, have the family um, that 
of the person that uh, is getting the surgery performed, you know, they're going to need a place to stay, they're going to need some activities to do, some things to keep them busy for, for a day or two, and mm-hmm. um, or maybe longer, I don't know. So I think that there's there's some opportunity there that, that we can also capitalize on. Mm-hmm. Yep, that is a good one for economic development that has come up several times in, in conversation. Anything else you can think of that I'm missing? No. Um, I'm really excited. I'm really, uh, uh, this has been a very uh, learning experience, but I knew going into it, the uh, the trials and tribulations okay. and just trying to stay positive and, uh, you know, whatever's meant to be will be. And I'm really happy and thankful that the uh, um, constituents of Real Blanco County have an option. They have a choice. And uh, so we'll see what happens on the 30th. Have, how much time have you spent down in Rangeley? Have you been splitting your time back and forth? Um, yes, I've, um, I have a lot of good relationships in Rangeley and we actually, I, I think I've been down there more for, uh, 4-H related activities than I have even for campaigning purposes, but, uh, I love Rangeley and love Meeker and love Rio Blanco County as a whole. It's, uh, I, I just love this county and that's the reason why I decided to run. I'm not, you know, one to sit back on the sidelines and just be content. I, I have been asked, you know, why would I leave a a job that I could retire from mm-hmm. and and it, it is a very good uh, question and my wife and I had to do a lot of soul searching and but I feel that this is uh, the right right move and and the good next step so I know Mona had some challenges at the beginning because she she likes to go out and knock on doors mm-hmm. but the pandemic came and suddenly you know no one can talk to anybody and no one wants to answer their door sure. so how has it affected your campaign to be quite honest I yeah when the pandemic hit, I, you know, as my job as emergency right. manager, I did not have time to do kind of much campaigning at all. So yeah. campaigning took a backseat to, to my day job. That's what I was hired to do. And so I felt that that was my priority and I, I had to go forth and, and do good as, as the emergency manager and, and put the campaign on the, the backseat. But it has presented its, uh, its challenges, but, um, you know, there's always ways around it, social media and mm-hmm you know, making phone calls and things like that. And I know the general public's a little uh, apprehensive about answering their doors and things like that. So I've, I've really tried to be um, respectful of, of, you know, their personal space because I don't know how each individual feels. But, you know, I've had a lot of phone conversations, a lot of emails, a lot of texts, um, interaction over Facebook, things like that. So there's, there's always more than one way around uh, around it. So tried to make the best of it. And, Adaptability. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you again for, for spending some time with us and answering questions and sharing where you're at and good luck. Well, thank you very much for having me. Thank you for setting this up. I, I really appreciate the, the time and effort that you put into this uh, throughout the whole campaign process. I know that uh, you and your team have put in a tremendous amount of work and, and effort in, into doing this. And I I really appreciate it, and uh, you know what other better way to get that out um, than the Herald Times? So, thank you I very agree. much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for supporting community journalism.